and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you're with us here. Thank you for joining us. Um, we're live Wednesday. That's tomorrow. We're live today, Tuesday in the... Yes. Uh, notice how I tried to trump my way out of that mistake? Notice how so I that's did a that? Prof- that's a professional broadcaster's move right yeah. there, just to yeah. pivot like that. Yeah. I hope you people see, appreciate because that. Because, you see, Monday was a holiday. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Brad's list of speakers of the house yeah possibilities and probabilities i've got it it's right here on this this uh piece you know this is pretty thick stationary people used to do they used to have some good stuff back then. once upon a time yeah so this um, is a, is this ranked from from least uh likely yes. to most likely okay well not really not really no no specific uh, order yeah um donald trump as norma desmond so good uh the annoying 200 singers list god it's annoying um uh damar hamlin okay uh several aspects of that including joe buckgate and stupid conspiracy theories and uh we can now call don jr or at least we will be able to very soon be able to call him a podcasting colleague can't wait uh, let's do let's do our stupid take on the Hamlin situation to see if we can add anything new to this. Hmm. Were you watching? Uh, I I'm trying to remember. I I was watching some of the game and then I was over on CNN and then they immediately cut in. They had the video instantly. Right. Uh, so you know. Um, you don't, you, don't, you don't get extra points for having been actually watching it at the moment. Although I know you, you're convinced that uh, uh, you get extra points because you, you, you delude yourself in thinking you were watching when John Lennon was shot. I was. And Howard Cosell was there. You, you still no. believe that. You're, you're I, I, I didn't see it when it happened, but I immediately saw that there was something terribly wrong. And I thought it was just your regular, hey, somebody, oh, look, somebody's paralyzed. They're just going to. I told well, yeah. I told you what, how. Uh, I was working the 11 o'clock to 3 a.m. shift at my first radio job, WTVN Columbus, from 1977 to the end of 1980. Uh, And, you know, John Lennon was shot in December of 1980. So um, what I used to do, and remember, you're a million years ago, I would schlep in this little black and white TV from the newsroom and set it up on the counter so I could watch football or whatever ah. I wanted to watch while I was doing radio. So I, I, I did have it on. Of course, I couldn't hear, but you know, I qu- quickly, uh, quickly figured it out, which you know what that means today? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's of no value. It doesn't mean anything. It that doesn't was back mean anything. When, uh, Monday Night Football at that point was one of the highest rated uh, shows on television. 
yeah. at that point. Yeah. And, and then, of course, that all gravitated to Sunday night, and now Monday night is just an afterthought. It's just this was one game. of the rare ones. They they did three or four this year where ESPN, sim- ESPN simulcast the uh, the game on ABC, and that happened to be one of the ones last night, the very last uh, uh, football so game of the year. Tell me, tell me if I'm uh, missing a piece of the the uh, news here besides the obvious. I mean, you couldn't feel any worse for a person than for that to happen. The guy's 24, playing in the NFL, living the dream, the whole thing. Yeah. And on a, a play that wasn't even – it just you, – you would never have given it a second thought. It happens. No. That's how it works. Um, he must have gotten hit right in that wrong spot. And this is what I thought of. This is terrible. You'll know the answer to this. I didn't even bother to go Wikipedia so that I would know the answer. What wrestler did the heart punch? Uh, there were several of them that did it. I think Brute Bernard was best known yeah. for it. Yeah. But uh, maybe Sweet Hanson. I know Brute Bernard. Ox Baker. Ox Baker was another I guy. That's the one that I remember. So yeah. so the, the idea behind that, and it was a shtick, of course. Okay? No, no, it was real. What are you talking about? Shut up. Oh, was, yes, they were killing people in the ring by punching a person in the heart so that the, uh, the Ox Baker, Ox Baker, the, the gimmick was that he would hit you right in the middle of the chest, stop your heart, then pin you. And then he would hit you again and start your heart again. Okay. That's pretty realistic. I mean, that can right. happen. So I don't know whether we give points to wrestling or whether yeah. it, it's even more of a reason to be disgusted with the wrestling <laughs> because they actually had someone doing that. Poor taste we, in wrestling. What? Yeah. So you know, after hearing all the cardiologists talk about this, it's very possible that it was that, you know, hit to his chest that, it, which is it's remarkable. If you see how how like the the instant that it has to happen in order to interrupt your heartbeat, it's yeah. remarkable. Yeah, so that must happen a lot, but it isn't at the right moment or exactly, the wrong moment. and so you don't get people dropping over. You know. It's more associated, I think, with baseball players like who were kids. You hear about these kids where they take a line it, drive to the chest. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it was terrible. It's I've terrible. never seen I've never seen players react like that. The most the closest thing that I ever saw was there was probably eight or nine years ago at the NCAA tournament. There was a kid from Louisville that had one of those terrible clean breaks on his uh, leg mm-hmm. and his teammates started like turning away. And I think a couple of them vomited. It was a pretty severe reaction, but to see guys, you know, crying like that was was one of the more jarring reactions that I've ever seen, for sure. Right. So have we have we had any kind of official response yet out of Joe Buck, who said at least four different times on what you would have thought was the kind of information that that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman would get as the broadcasters for the game on ESPN that the the NFL had uh, sent the orders from headquarters to suit her up, baby. We're out there again in five minutes. And that was never true. It just wasn't true. And what happened there? I mean, Joe Buck didn't make that up. Did somebody, did somebody uh, punk him? Did somebody get, you know, what happened there? I'm not sure. uh, It's kind of bad because his credibility is, is on the line and he's not exactly the kind of guy who who passes around unfounded rumors in a crisis situation to to make himself quote unquote look good because he had the story first he wouldn't be doing that 
So that that needs to be gotten to the bottom of. Now the commissioner has just released a statement saying the game will not be resumed this week. No decision has been made regarding the possible uh, resumption of the game at a later date, and we have not announced any changes to this weekend schedule. That's the Roger Goodell statement that mm-hmm. has just released. Um, I. There was a lot of confusion about that, and there were a lot of people who were – because it took them, I think, 75 minutes before they decided that the game would yeah. not be resumed. Uh, you know, that that was just – that was unconscionable. That, yeah. that was unconscionable because uh, it would have been okay to make a quick decision. Yeah. And but- uh, if he would have gotten – if he would have been fine, they took him to the hospital, and by today he's doing great. No one – would be beating the shit out of the NFL for a quick decision. And I, I wanted to make sure I had this right. I went and, and looked this up, and I kind of knew it, but I wanted to make sure I was right. The worst decision, this may eclipse that. Um, the worst decision was after John F. Kennedy's assassination when the NFL played its regular schedule the following weekend. Yeah. They went they went ahead and, and played, and I don't think Pete Rozelle – ever live that one down he was pretty early in his uh commissionership uh but that was a that was a bad call that, that was not necessary um they didn't play after 9 yeah. 11 correct they yeah i think and there were security issues because we didn't we didn't know if somebody was going to fly a plane into a stadium or something we didn't know well they they grounded the planes for a while but we, did, we didn't know what was going to happen you know as far as uh terrorist attacks and stuff after 9-11 for sure yeah and and that would have been right at the beginning of the season right september yeah. 11th so yeah uh and this one that they, they should have called it earlier but again you know in the in the, in the scope of human events all right it was a it was a bad call i almost thought for a second um doesn't someone need to wake up roger goodell so he can give the official word because it, it seemed like in so many crises like january 6th the the information flow is just terrible it's just terrible and that phrase comes up all the time it came up on on uh in the wake of september 11th it comes up right now as we examine january 6th failure of the imagination where it no one would imagine that we would see what we saw um but they needed to be ready for it, at least medically. It looked like the NFL had their shit together. I mean, they were out there in a, in a second. Yeah, that that, they had that all, part they of had, it. They had everything. They had everything. Medical covered. professionals were there. They had a defibrillator right there. I mean, the, the guy was given a better chance of surviving an event like that than 99% of America. Oh, yeah, because people were right on, on, on top of it at that moment. And the, the uh, sick irony that it happened in the same stadium with the player ending up at the same hospital as uh, Tua yeah. of the Miami Dolphins, he of uh, concussion fame. Wow. I, yeah, I, th- th- they must be on call every time the Bengals have a home game now in Cincinnati. Probably every – you know what? That's probably something we don't even know about all across the country. I would say they, so. They may be uh, ramped up every time there's a, there's a home game all across the – we don't know. We they were um, they were they were struggling last night to try to uh, fill that that time. Uh, ABC and ESPN were, and I I mean I'm going to say something positive. I think Lisa Salters this is as good a broadcaster as you're going to see. I she hear was, you. 
She's tremendous. Yeah. I, she, to me, she's underrated uh, by a lot of folks, but she's really, really, I think, proved last night. If you ever thought that she wasn't that good or was kind of mid, she's really who was that good. Guy, who was that guy that was on with Scott Van Pelt? Um, I'm, with him? I'm not sure. I'm not sure who that was. I'm sorry. Whoever he was, he was just off the charts great, too. Yeah. There's, there's, there was some good stuff last night and people are going to be critical and people are going to say a lot of stuff, but there were, there was some positive stuff that came out of that as far as the coverage. Yeah. They, they, they did a good job, um, under impossible circumstances with little or no, I mean, but what, what does this, what does this mean? You know, we, we've had these moments before where we go, well, is football worth it? Should there even be foot? And you know, it's not going to stop. Um, and all of us are parties to the crime because we like it and we watch it. Although I have to, I know I don't watch football for the violence. It doesn't excite me. I don't get thrilled when there's a hit. Uh, and that was the, the NASCAR thing. For oh yeah. For the wrecks. People, yeah. people like the crashes people yeah. and then dale earnhardt died now maybe crashes aren't so good after all there's some soul searching yeah um it's, it's not it's not even about whether you like it or not the nfl has clearly marketed that part of the game for many uh, years yeah it's a business plan yeah it's a business plan but the problem is the business plan is carried out by real human beings with real lives who have real families real wives and children and, and mothers and fathers and and the rest and boy the the coldest thing i heard but i can't remember who it was somebody this morning said well there's only one way that this can be compensated for is by paying these people a lot more money <laughs> yeah that you, is the issue. Make it worth their while that, that is, the is the, that is the maybe life-changing money it, it's the well they know what they signed up for oh no they didn't Oh my God! Uh, the take that every he, this guy's getting beat up a lot. This was uh, Skip Bayless with a tweet saying, "I don't know how the NFL is going to be able to reschedule this game." Now let me let me finish before you you jump in here. Um, what Skip said, and he's now saying that what he said is being misconstrued. Uh, it really wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. But in the moment. When things are very sensitive, you got to be extremely careful. That's what I learned as a broadcaster, and sometimes I failed that test. Well, yeah, it, it wasn't that bad. It, it's just it could have waited till it could have correct. It, it could have waited till today. And guess what? Um, sure, everybody, everybody was thinking, yeah, this is an important game. When are they going to make it up? But you know what? Just let it go for now. For now. And guess what? Skip Bayless will not get the benefit of the doubt, nor does he deserve it based on his career. Because yeah, he doesn't I mean, give it to anybody else. I'm right. sorry, but that's the problem here. This no and that's that, by far that's his that's really not his worst take that he's ever had. It's right. but in the moment he's getting he's getting pilloried for it. He's vilified and that's he kind of set it up that way. Right. Uh now I first heard the stupidest conspiracy theory of them all. I was looking at our old friend Perry Michael Simon's Facebook yeah. thread, and some idiot came on his Facebook thread and said, uh, obviously, it was because they make all the players in the NFL get vaccinated. Clearly, that's that's what this was. And, of course, you know, 
I and a bunch of other people proceeded to beat the shit out of this guy. And you should. It's being represented by uh, right-wing douchebag Charlie Kirk on your screen right now, but he's just a parade and a litany of assholes who were right. coming up with that particular take. Right. Uh, and believe it or not, on the Alex Jones show, I guess Alex has taken a few days off to spend more time <laughs> with his lawyers. His guest host denounced the conspiracy theory oh, about no. vaccines. He oh, actually, no. this is this is how oh no ridiculous it is. This guy, his name is Owen Schroyer. He's done. He went after the uh, previously mentioned Charlie Kirk and other right wing personalities who said it's the vaccine that caused Mr. Hamlin to collapse. He made the point. He's correct. Every hit in the NFL is violent. And I'm willing to say, and I don't think this is a reach. A lot of people won't like this. It's the truth, folks. The gentleman collapsed and had a cardiac event because of the hit. The fact that he has to qualify himself saying that. When you can clear. You're, yeah. you're living in a conspiracy world because when you say something that makes sense and is irrefutable, you have to apologize. Here's, now, here, now, here's yeah. what happened. Here's what happened last night is the NFL set up a play so that Mr. Hamlin would hit somebody at such an angle so that he would then collapse to cover up that this vaccine stops your heart. I don't understand why that's hard to understand. Why is that hard to understand, Brad? I don't know. Why don't you just accept the the Occam's razor fact of this situation? This yeah, is, it's, it's this too become, easy. This so. has become the, the mantra of our former friend Greg Hunter over his uh, website, uh, anytime now, anytime there's in a, an obituary or in a story where someone dies suddenly, Greg mocks that and says that's because of the vaccine. When anyone said just because people just don't die suddenly, they didn't before December of 2020, no one ever died suddenly in this country. But Not now, yeah. <laughs> now anytime anyone dies suddenly, it's a cover up because this vaccine is killing quote unquote millions of people. And so these assholes find any way they can. I swear to God, if there was a plane crash and 167 souls perished, they would say, well, they died suddenly. I guess that was the old vaccine, wasn't it? Yep. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need we need to know how many of them were vaccinated, right? <laughs> the pilot. I bet that pilot died suddenly because of the vaccine. He crashed that plane. That's what's happened here. These 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 people are truly. It's fucking mental. What these people just bend over backwards for. Yeah. All <sighs> right. Uh, I have. But by, by the way, as as we speak, Kevin McCarthy failed. Failed the uh, the first the first round. You, don't worry. You, you know what I you know what I call this process because uh, apparently failure. They keep, no, they just have to keep voting and voting and voting till they get somebody. Even yeah. if it takes them a hundred times to do it, I think that happened in nineteen twenty three, or as Trump <laughs> might call that nineteen twenty two. You see, he miss, he misses years sometimes. It's, yeah. a, it's the Spanish flu there. Yeah. It's it's the Spanish flu. He got to be mistaken. The flu, Kevin. Not, yeah. not to be mistaken with the Spanish fly, which is a totally different thing there, Kevin. Exactly. Um, so I call this the inadvertent ranked choice voting option that exists in the House of Representatives. No one would call it that. And it isn't the same as ranked choice voting on a ballot. And that happens all over the country now where you you pick your first, second, third, fourth choice. And if nobody gets a majority, you know, they have this way of winnowing down 
and then adding your second choice and they finally get a winner. They don't have to have runoffs anymore. And, and this is kind of like that, but not quite because eventually your second choice may float to the top. If not enough people vote for the person at the top of the list where Kevin McCarthy is from. So Britt, I happen to have in my uh, formerly, but actually never nicotine stained fingers. You haven't heard that for a while. This is, this is my list. This is my list in descending order. Kevin McCarthy is still in the poll position. Believe it or it's hard to believe followed by Trump. Okay. uh, George Santos. And by the way, I'm going to call him "quote unquote" George Santos because yeah. I don't think that's his Good name. Good point. That's a great point. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, Mike Pereira, the uh, NFL rules guy on Fox. He would be He's, a good speaker of the house, right? I, I, I would support guy. that. I would support that. Let's, let's get a replay on what that just happened. Right. It, 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 exactly. Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell. Yeah. Uh, now. I don't know whether he would be eligible because since you're second in line to the presidency and he's yeah. not an American citizen, yeah. but that might be problematic. Other than that, he'd be perfect, right? We'd have to skip you and go straight to, I think, Secretary of State after that. Right. Uh, and then uh, Bruno Tonoli, who's the uh, the gay guy judge on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, he'd be good. He'd be good. I'd like I'd like to see him. That That's my, that's my quick list here. Yeah, I can't. Um, it's it's just it's just a mess over there they made their mess and have fun with your mess that's all i can say i i think it's i'm sorry i think it's hysterical i can't i i'm i'm all i'm drowning in schadenfreude i'm sorry i i can't I, there's no i can I, i'm very concerned about the governance and the block no no this is hilarious well, Britt. here's here's the positive view of this you know american democracy is supposed to be a mess <laughs> It's not is supposed it, to be organized. Is it really? It's not supposed to be neat. Uh, we come to consensus in this country as the very last resort all the time. You know, the old democracy is the shittiest form of government except for all the others kind of thing. Okay? Uh, I don't believe any of that right now. No, <laughs> but that's, that's how they've got to try to, try to sell this in the, uh, in the end. Um, there is a great piece. I saw this, uh, uh, three days ago and I, and we didn't have time to talk about it yesterday, uh, on the first Brad and Brit cast of the year, but it's an analysis by a Washington post writer called the newly relevant relationship between Trump and sunset Boulevard, the movie. Now I didn't realize, I didn't know that, that sunset Boulevard was Trump's favorite movie. He loves it. He watches Wait. it over and over and over Wait. again. He said that uh, he said Citizen Kane was his favorite movie. Well, he said that too, but apparently it's Sunset Boulevard. He shows it or showed it on Air Force One. And of course, you're kind of a captive audience. Yeah. And he would stop and you got to see this part. This is a great part. He, he That's loved annoying. it. That's which terribly. is kind of amazing because. If you've seen the movie, and you know, I'd never seen it until about six months ago. We finally, it was coming up, I think, on Turner Classic Movies. Let's let's watch this damn thing. Hell, it won all these Academy Awards. Sure, it's it's Billy Wilder. I mean, yeah. the, the great great writing and 
and William Holden and all the shit. It's a great movie. It really is a great movie. Um, and it's about a completely aged out over the hill star, Gloria Swanson, who thinks everybody still loves her. They just don't know it. She's not getting a fair shake from the press, not getting a fair shake from the media. And she's got a younger lover that she thinks really care. William Holden, he doesn't give a shit about her. Right. It's a great movie. Now, why Trump would identify with that, it's kind of weird. Think about it. Because, oh, yeah. you know, she's not really a very sympathetic figure at all. At all. Um, there's one person alive who was one of the stars of the movie and uh her name is nancy livingston she's 94 one of the stars of the movie was nancy and she played norma desmond gloria swanson's uh, script writer aide buddy in in the movie and uh she talks about it she's 94 but she's got it together she's trump is interested in norma desmond the greatest star of all, and how dare anyone throw her away. His focus is on being a celebrity, about being talked about and followed and worshipped. And she's written a book. She's 94. She says that movies survive through time are those that tell a compelling truth. But that was fiction. That was fiction. And Trump is reality. His time, it's truly past. It's truly, truly past. Uh... That's so creepy that he he liked that movie, uh, among others, among others. And by by the way, just so you know, she lives in this creepy old mansion. Right, reminds you of Mar-a-Lago. And <laughs> she's she's surrounded in the movie. That I mean, whoever did the set design, they probably won an Academy Award. It's all clearly overdone, gold plated bullshit, you know, over the top stuff. Uh, it's so Mar-a-Lago-ish, you can't believe it. Okay, it, it really, really is. It's a, it's a great piece. Um, I guess I'll throw it up on my Facebook page and put it up on yours. Do you feel um, like? Um, do you feel like even among the the fans in the Republican Party, they're getting tired of that guy? Oh, I I think they probably were way ahead before they're going to admit it i mean we've talked about this now for, yeah. for, for six years but now it's um, the it's the nfts and it's the fucking ornaments he's trying to sell you and it's all this shit well yeah if yeah that if that's what pushed someone over the line of course yeah. our answer to that was what the fuck is wrong with you right. believe me this isn't the worst thing he's ever done to america and to the country and to the democracy and to our process but okay if this is what does it for you Welcome to the club. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, for, for for seven years we've always said, and this is not anything original, but if owning the libs is job one, then to give up your position as justifying and excusing and being a fan and pretending to not see what is in front of you and exonerating him for for everything up to and including now uh, attempting to overthrow the country in a treasonous, seditious plot, okay, um, that it still has been a difficult process, apparently, for 
a lot of these people, a, a lot of them. But it's really interesting. The last tranche of stuff that the committee released in the last few days, I don't know whether this is better or worse. It's, of course, worse. It's people like Hope Hicks saying, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Right. He's out of his fucking mind. And they're talking back and forth. We're never going to be able to get a job the rest of our lives. We're going to be unemployable. We're all fucking going to be labeled as terrorists and seditionists. Really? You mean like we labeled you that? And you acted as if we were the problem back then? They knew it. They all knew it. They yeah, all knew it. And they went yeah. along with the ride. They went along. Well, I mean, that, and it is, it is humorous. Like, you're just figuring out now that the rest of your life is fucked because of your association with this guy. January well, 6th was what cemented that for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Don Jr., got himself a gig did you see this i didn't see the story oh my god he's he's got a podcasting gig great with uh what is it uh rumble oh, rumble yeah. they're yeah. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pay him millions by the way these are the people when you get kicked off youtube that's who you go to yeah. including including greg hunter by the way that's how, how he has to put his videos and shit up now is with rumble right uh, glenn greenwald is up there russell brand so here, here. here's my idea for uh, I want you to I want you to listen and take this very seriously. Don Jr.'s podcast should be this. You know how you have those different podcasts where people sample food and then they rank the food yeah. or they they sample beer and they're like, this is good. This is bad. Different types of cocaine. Just chop chat up. <laughs> and he's like this. This is Peruvian. <laughs> it's got a, it's very piquant. Got a nice cinnamon finish. Uh, it's really it's doing the job for me now let me try some colombian and chop 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 <sighs> and then he could do that i mean i think that would that's a great podcast it's going to be called triggered with don <laughs> jr and of course he wrote a book in 2019 called triggers huge huge book we all wrote we all read it right according to so axios good. it'll include don jr reacting to topical news stories and guest interviews hmm original idea I like um, mine better. You got to say that mine is better. I like yours better. I do. I do. Rumble says they've got 70 million active monthly users. Mm -hmm. uh, they did offer Joe Rogan 100 million to leave Spotify. Joe Rogan said, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, couldn't, couldn't take the pay cut. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Needed that. That was helpful. That was helpful. <laughs> God. so so anyway there's one person who has been able to get um gainful employment post uh post trump world but uh the rest of them will we'll see we wish them well of course who, who is the one person who, who got gainful employment i don't even know don jr that's not him. That's not gainful. That's that, it, no. He's still sucking off daddy's teeth. Stop. There's there's not fuck that. In podcast. You got to show up every day. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, they're showing. Are you? They're showing some clips from the house, and and nobody nobody's talking to that George Santos quote unquote that George Santos guy. He's not being allowed to join in any reindeer games. No, oh, that's so. And <laughs> Have they actually constructed an extra little lunch table 
to put in the corner. That would be just great. There and eat by He's got a little desk and he puts his sandwich and his Cheetos and his apple over there. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, the attempt, and I, I can't even believe that there are attempts by people, including that loathsome piece of shit Republican speechwriter, now Washington Post columnist that they put there just to piss people off, Mark Thiessen. Yeah. Uh, playing the uh, whataboutism game. This is good. Yeah, what about what about Joe Biden? You know, he he lied about his grades. He he lied about all kinds of things. He plagiarized he John Kennedy's speeches. Plagiarized oh my God. Neil Kinnock, who was a British politician in 1988. <laughs> well, I have great. a... I have a, a, a quick response to that. It's, it's, it's real easy, okay? And it isn't just that it was 35 years ago, except that it was 35 years ago. Correct. And this all happened in 1987. Correct. In uh, September, October of 1987. So you know your calendars. There aren't primaries until February of 88, just like now. It's, it's still the beginning of the, uh, the election year. So this was all out there. And guess what happened? Joe Biden dropped out of the race. He was never even in the primaries because he knew that he had fucked up and that he exaggerated shit or embellished his resume. And he paid the price, unlike George Santos, who was able to skate by in the world in which we live right now by making up far many more things than joe biden did but we're not going to play that game no uh but he did get elected and now does not have the decency or the shame level that joe biden appropriately showed back then by dropping out because had all of these things been known about george santos beyond the north shore bugle or whatever little paper discovered it and then the story went nowhere and so he got elected. Um, if the same thing would have happened, uh, he wouldn't have been able to have gotten to first base either. He would have had to have dropped out. He would have never gotten there. That newspaper, by the way, is a Republican-leaning newspaper, I guess, in, uh, in Nassau County there. And they were looking for a Republican to endorse. And they ended up endorsing the guy that ran against right. George Santos, the Democrat, Zimmerman, in uh, that that's how bad he was. But again, that paper had no no wide reach, no no influence. But you know? the, the, it, was, the, it was no Babylon B, Brit. Okay. Not a, <laughs> now, now that's a paper. Fuck. I mean it's but the the reaching from Republicans and conservative uh, pundits to try to make this not his fault. Somehow make this uh, liberals you, fault yeah what are you doing to, it's joe biden's fault and okay, then you eventually we have we have a little joke uh where i work when somebody does something that's really stupid criminally or something just insane you go oh i blame society that's like a joke but they're actually kind of saying that you're getting you're getting some people that are on fox and they're like ah it's just a it's really a sign of the times that the sickness in which we live and that really is the fault of the liberals uh and Without having to go back 35 years to <laughs> Joe Biden's first attempt to to run for president. And uh, by the way, all this information, of course, has been known about Joe Biden. So 
like the Republicans used to always do when they would have someone. Fu- they go, we'll let the voters decide. We'll let the- <laughs> remember, remember, we'll let the voters decide. Well, they did get to decide in the case of Joe Biden 35 years ago, and they made it clear, I'm sure, through polling that he was dead meat. Yeah. And because you lied, George Santos, there was no real opportunity for voters to be able to make a an informed decision about you. So that that is the difference. And, and there's nothing more needs to be said. But only two years ago here in North Carolina, in that uh, far western district, uh, formerly held by Mark Meadows, yeah. uh, the man for whom, along with Trump, those would be your two uh, Mount Everest and uh, uh, K2, the two mountains through which the bullshit and the ideas about stealing the election all filtered through Mark Meadows. So he gets succeeded by Madison Cawthorn. Correct. Okay. And Madison Cawthorn was caught lying three ways from Sunday about a whole bunch of shit, including uh, this auto accident is what derailed his plans to go to the Naval Academy. Remember that one? Yeah, that I was bullshit. That, yeah, that was bullshit. Yeah. Now, much to the discredit of the voters in that part of this state, they fucking elected this guy anyway because it's a Republican district and we vote for Republicans over here because they gerrymandered the fuck out of it, the shit out of it. Um, so it can happen anywhere. It did actually happened here recently again not to the extent of george santos but uh look what madison cawthorn turned out to be a disgrace an embarrassment a guy who's probably going to have legal problems for the rest of his life i hope so because the things that he's doing i hope he does yeah how do do you have any predictions on how this this mccarthy thing is going to end up because i don't know i I, I I have no idea I, I i don't know i mean uh, I, I think that if these these folks hold their ground, the uh, the the no Kevin no way people, yeah. and they say we're going to do it, uh, the 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 only way is, uh, I guess, for a bunch of Democrats uh, or all the Democrats to to invite some Republicans to come on over, uh, and we'll make Hakeem Jeffries the. Uh, the, the speaker, but he'll be nice to you. I don't, I don't know. I don't how, know how that would work. How embarrassing would that be? How embarrassing yeah. would that be if Hakeem Jeffries? And that, that, since that's not going to happen, maybe the Democrats would be in the power position to say, all right, it's not going to be Hakeem Jeffries, but it's going to be um, oh, yeah, we'll, somebody that, 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 that everybody can – We'll get a we'll get a white guy. We, if you guys want to, if you if you want a white guy, if you want a white heterosexual, we we can make that happen, guys. If you're not comfortable with the black guy, we can we can roll one out. We yeah, have some yeah. garden variety white heterosexual people. It's okay. We do have some. There are some, there are some be, male Democrats who aren't gay. That would be great. On the <laughs> other like, hand, on the other hand, George Santos pretended to be gay. Apparently, <laughs> apparently he's not even gay. That's the weirdest. That's like the weirdest thing to me. We've we've evolved to a level so that somehow like people are faking being gay because that's helpful to their career. Well, it was it was helpful in a swingy kind of district that he, he thought that because he was he was gonna say he was Republican and gay, that that gave him more credibility. Right? I because guess. <laughs> 
I mean, it reminds me of the old quizzes we would do where people would have to prove that they were, uh, you know, black or whatever on, on the air. Here are some questions to prove that you're gay. And you would go through, like, what was Judy Garland's best movie? I mean, you, you, you do some shit like right. that. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I can't help but just overdose on schadenfreude right now. I'm sorry. I know it's not great for the country and blah, 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 whatever. But. For if there were voters out there who were like, "Oh, I I didn't realize when I voted well, for a Republican member of Congress that I was going to start this shit show." I don't know whether this is true or not, but this new definition of dumpster fire, train wreck, whatever you want to call it, this at any level has to undercut all of the quote unquote great plans that. Republicans have been bragging about that they were going to enact once they were in control. Now, none of this was legislation to help the American people or uh, roll back inflation. I mean, nothing, nothing like that. It was all the investigations, you know, the Hunter yeah. Biden crap and going after Fauci and the rest. It's just a little bit more difficult to do that under these circumstances. I mean, do you, do you think that there are literally like independent voters today who are like regretting, oh, I probably shouldn't have put a Republican in there. And now they're in control of the House. Do you think that's happening across America? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Remember, Britt, anything is better than Nancy Pelosi's <laughs> agenda, her her woke socialist <laughs> radical agenda was to control your lives and force everyone to drive electric cars in two years. I mean, we just can't have that. And so the worst Republican is is better than the best Democrat always. That's always the fact with, with them. They, and I'm not going to admit it, Britt. That goes into the I can't admit I was wrong for supporting Trump. <laughs> Yeah. The beautiful thing about this, they're not even talking about the shit that they always, they're not even playing the hits right now. Like, uh, oh, we're going to cut taxes. They're not even doing that. They're just oh, doing that, all this shit. That's that's old. That's Brit. That's that's 1980s Reagan style. But it's all they have. They I mean, but they don't care about that anymore. These people. You think Marjorie Taylor Greene is a tax cut? She doesn't fucking care about taxes. Yeah, she does not care. She just wanted to make sure that your kid isn't uh isn't forced to go on a field trip to drag shows which apparently that must be going on all over the country. all over the place i don't know if it's true but i just made it up it sounds it's all over the place <laughs> instead of see when you were a kid your field trip was to washington and yeah. you go to the white house and the oh, Capitol sure. and the washington monument now the field trips are to uh, drag shows right and stuff like that so this oh, is yeah. what they run on this is what excites them <laughs> it's it's just fantastic yeah. uh, right. you had a, you were going to bitch about a, a singer's poll the best singer uh, you know what it, it, it's out there you can take a look at it yeah it's it, rolling stone has the uh, 200 best singers an absolutely pointless poll a yeah. pointless list it's just an inexcusable list that they that they put together uh and i guess one of the glaring uh, deficiencies according to the uh folks is they left off celine dion as one of the 200 best singers they oh, don't consider wow, her yeah. worthy of being on it you know and 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 i'm sure i don't even know who half of the people are i'm sure there's there's probably uh, a, a bunch of guys from 
from obscure punk rock groups that they put on the group, you know, because it's Rolling Stone. I'm, just a pit I'm looking at number 199, and it's Glenn. Glenn yeah. I'm looking at 199, and it's Glenn Danzig from the group Danzig, who shouldn't be anywhere near this list. <laughs> he should be not in the same area. Isn't that a German? Uh, isn't that a city in Germany? Danzig. No, it's a uh, it's it's a skin disease. I think. Oh. I got a bad case of Danzig last week. Man, it's oozing. Okay. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> so hold off. Hold off on the. Take a look at the list, and we'll, we'll uh-huh. have fun with it uh, on the next Brad and Brit cast. Okay. <laughs> See you then.